Something good for you podcast. Spooky edition. <laughs> the entire time I was contemplating if I was going to do that or not. I'm just going to edit in like lightning bolts and bats and shit like that. Thunderclap! <laughs> <laughs> We've got a fun little round table today. As always, I'm joined by Captain Nunn. Hey, y'all. we got Mikey Black. Yo, yo, yo. And back for his second time, but really his first time due to the last Halloween episode fucking up his file, we have channel artist and Twitch streamer David Hammer. What's up, guys? What is up, man? Third time. Yeah, second third time, time officially. I checked yeah, check, check the machine. Make sure... Uh, <laughs> it is, it's, we're good and recording, but it's recording. And, and, and even though it is that... I brought like, sage. I was going to say, even though it is... I still like referring to it as second time, though, because it's like... The first time we were still really trying to get our footing and trying to yeah. figure out what we are as a show. We're a lot more comfortable now. And plus, the listeners, you know, listening back now, this would be their second time hearing it. So yeah, we'll kind of right. roll on that. So... Third time trying this out, second time for the audience, but it is like basically. I'm gonna see if we can get this out on the Thursday for everyone, so okay. it likes to come out on Halloween. Uh oh, <laughs> add a challenge. Well, because I wanted it to technically come out the week before, but we've just been so busy, we didn't even record one. Right. <laughs> so well, we got a nice little break. We can have some fun with this. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And don't know exactly where we're gonna roll with it, but one. Of the, Something that actually happened to us last night. Oh, God. <laughs> leads into some weird, creepy shit to talk about for the episode. So, uh, as we've been talking about for the past few, we finally got our own practice space, and it's at the storage unit. And now the storage unit, it's not one of those where it's set up where you just pull in, and it's like a big row of units, and you pull up to yours. It's one of those like newer building ones where it's mm-hmm. like multiple decks to it. Yeah. So you pull in and, you know, you put yourself in an elevator and it takes you to the floor and it's really nice, you know, an air conditioned, quote unquote. <laughs> There's air. Right. <laughs> Knock the heat off barely. But yeah. By the time you get four of us in there moving, it's not, it's non-existent. You got to be in shape to practice in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll get you in shape. <laughs> no joke. So we've been there for like, what, maybe about a month now. Yeah. Just over a month. Sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> thanks, Mike. Great help. And uh, so, we run outside because I needed to charge something, and we were just taking a break. And as we're sitting out there for the first time, I really we all look at the building close up, and at the very top floor, it looks like one of those WeWork buildings. Yeah. 
yeah. where it's like really nice furniture and it's like you There's saw plants and like a whole decorative kind of you know, we could see some stuff that looked like an office. Yeah, yeah, tables with chairs that looked like, you know, just around the corner could be like, you know, the panel with like, you know, a bunch of TVs or something on it. It uh -huh. looked really nice. And we're just like, fuck it. Let's go we fucking explore. Check it out. Yeah, fuck <laughs> it. Let's go explore. We we rent in this spot. We have the right to go look. We're not going to fuck anything up. I know so, y'all were like determined too. Oh, yeah. So we get in the elevator and now everything is a fucking key code. Like yeah. from the fucking gate yeah. to the entrance to the elevator everything you gotta type in the same code so we type it in and instead of pressing three which is our floor we saw it's the top floor which is five mm -hmm. i press five it lights up and goes away yeah wow and we're like what is it, are we banned <laughs> from the top floor like what's going on up there with the broken glass window that we saw yeah oh yeah and there was a broken glass window up there too and that was another thing it's like let's go look at that see what kind of that was if it was a rock if it was a bullet let's see what it was <laughs> and so i press four won't fucking let us on that one either. We're just like, God damn. So we go back to three, which is ours, and we yeah. find the stairs. We go all the way up the stairs, and it lets us on the fifth floor. Mm -hmm. So we work our way through all the maze of, you know, uh, storage units. We make our way to the window. We find the window. It's fucking store. There's none of the tables that we saw. Oh, wow. We're at the top fucking floor. We're at the windows. Uh -huh. And I'm pretty sure we made the rounds, like, at least twice. Yeah. None of the tables. Nothing of what we saw. And who was it, Mikey, that eventually looked out the side of the window? Uh, Christian. Yeah. yeah, Christian, our drummer. He leans out because with the way the um, uh, windows were angled, mm -hmm. there was one that was kind of like this. And he kind of poked his head around, and there was a total additional side that we oh, couldn't wow. access. But And we could see some of the furniture that we saw from upstairs, too. Yeah, uh -huh. we could see it when we peered through the side of the window, and we're like... How the what the fuck is this? How do we get to it? Yeah. So now we're just like cornering in on the area, and all we're finding is like flat wall next to window, and it's and it was doing one of those optical illusion things where it felt like everything we saw was a depth of this. Uh, yeah. And for the listening audience, maybe about a foot or two, because we would follow that wall all the way straight down, mm -hmm. and it was one of those things of. Where we're standing right now is what we could see through the side of the window. What? what where the fuck is this shit? <laughs> and not only that, we're walking around the floor trying to make our rounds, yes. and we see portraits of... The weirdest, creepiest oh. shit <laughs> ever. Now I'm going to post it on our Instagram, and I'm glad I did, because I was about to post it last night when uh, when I got home. I'm glad I didn't now. Yeah. Show you, though. Pictures what like... What the fuck? Right? <laughs> <laughs> And we're like, what the shit is going on with this fucking storage unit? Yeah. And for the audience, it's a, the, a portrait of a, what looks like a, a friar like a, or something like that, or like the emperor. Like yeah. a hooded figure. Yeah, oh, a hooded like a figure CD disc. With a CD disc, or I saw a, a whistle. It looks like a whistle. Uh -huh. That could be a whistle. So it's like, we're just like, what the fuck is this? And especially with that optical illusion point of like, yeah. where we're standing is where we saw all this furniture. Mm -hmm. And finally, right as we're about to give up, we're walking right back to the stairwell. And Mikey, at this point, is just jiggling handles of everything <laughs> to see that <laughs> they open. Oh, Mikey was <laughs> determined, too. Oh, yeah. So He was getting to the point where he was getting mad about it, too. <laughs> and finally, we get to the point where we're right about to just exit the stairs to go back to the practice space talking about what the fuck that was all night. 
and right in front of the stairs, there's like this little gap that you could actually see. Uh -huh. And some, I forget exactly what we could see, but uh, we there's an exit sign on the other side. Yeah, that's what it was. Someone went, why the fuck? Look, there's an exit sign. That's part of it. Yeah. So the storage units disguising this part of the area. Mm -hmm. And finally, we're just like, fuck this. I hop on Christian's <laughs> shoulders, and he lifts me up uh, so I can finally see over it. And I got a quick video of it. It looked like a furniture store. Because we saw, like, price tags and yeah. things being, like, neatly displayed like that, like with, you, uh, with carpet yeah, and everything, because too. See, but on that... Right uh, there. See, that's some of the storage unit yeah, yeah. being hiding it. Wow. Yeah. Somebody's running a business out of there or something. That's fucking weird. I don't know what the hell that is, but yeah, that's like the stuff we could see from the window. Uh -huh. So it looked like one of those WeWork buildings. That uh, that window right there is the one we could see through. That's mm -hmm. where the parking lot is. So it's like we just saw a couple of those little chairs. Yeah. So that's still one of those weird mysteries of what the fuck are they doing up there and why is it being hidden? Yeah. <laughs> There's this other thing that was going on uh, one time we were practicing that is completely different from this experience, but they had, uh, we were walking around one day setting up and we see just random stuffed animals just on the floor, like next to the <laughs> elevator and down the hallway, just like randomly placed. And I'm sitting yeah. there going like, this is fucking weird. You know, like those children's mobile things that you put, you know, yeah, when they're like in the crib, crib or whatever. Yeah, the little attachments. Uh -huh. It was multiple of those. There was oh, wow. like one in the hallway, the one like next to the elevator. This was like over a month ago, so it wasn't even someone fucking around for Halloween. Yeah. Right. And of course, it was just someone moving shit and it falling off the cart. But it's still, every time we go there, it's at night. And exactly. we're like the only ones there. Yeah. So there's a little bit of the creep factor anyway of like every so often you'll hear someone come in and it's mm. like you have to be cool with it you're like there's so many of these fucking rooms of course someone's gonna be here you yeah. know that kind of thing but it's still <laughs> if you, someone hadn't been there in a minute you hear something there's still that immediate instinctual what the fuck yeah. <laughs> especially with last night too since it was so close to Halloween I'm sitting here going like I don't I'm not sure how I feel about the timing of all this <laughs> with all this context. And we talked about another episode a guy fucking OD'd in the parking lot and called the cops on yeah. himself <laughs> wow yeah, but, so. it's a, but it's a bitch in storage unit <laughs> Mikey was taking a sip and he about fucking uh -huh. lost it <laughs> damn it seriously that storage unit has probably brought us the most stories yet because so far we've, yeah. we've found a guy running a pedicab business out of it the owners caught us playing and were cool with it secret uh, furniture selling business <laughs> that's a front for potentially something else and again it's casting what, couch lounge oh my god yes <laughs> and, the, and the weird thing about it was if we had only found out that there was like someone selling furniture up there, it would have been a non-issue. Yeah. But literally everything leading up to it, even like starting from the, we've never noticed that mm -hmm. to the elevator won't let us. 
go yeah. there. You can't access it. It's blocked off and hidden. Yes! And it's like there were so many things leading up to it. And then seeing those creepy-ass paintings and the weird optical illusion feeling of it being hidden. God, it, it was a weird fucking night. We've been spoil playing in uh, people's houses. <laughs> <laughs> and plus we get bored and we go through like half the set or you know half of what we want to work through and we just want to walk around some and yep. notice that and know what we're getting ourselves into. Especially when it's the middle of the night and you're there by yourself too. Have y'all had any, like, real-life weird shit happen to you like that that you just can't explain? A lot of things that happened this year. <laughs> like what? Uh, the Atlanta experience, for one. I'm talking about paranormal stuff, oh, paranormal not like... Paranormal shit. Oh, come on, man. This, well, this is a like goddamn... Shit in, partic- in particular. This is a okay. fucking Halloween creepy episode. I'm not talking about... <laughs> ne- it's at the end of the year roundup. <laughs> I'm talking about creepy shit that's happened to you in your life. It's- well, I don't. I had to pick something. <laughs> <laughs> so you've never had, like... So you've never, like, been in a group of friends and, like, heard something and, like, no one could figure out what it was or, like, had an unsettling moment like by yourself nothing creepy or weird has ever happened to you the skeptic in me says doesn't everybody have those okay if everyone <laughs> has one of those do you not no i'm de- it's like if everybody has one like i've definitely had moments like that where it's like you hear something that's like and then i go did y'all hear that and they're like no and i'm like all right shit like that but nothing like any sort of additional no no movements or anything that seems like out of the ordinary other than oh maybe it's just me hearing things or whatever huh. like something's wrong with me or whatever that's odd because exactly what he says it feels like everyone has had like the I don't believe in ghosts but yeah. this one thing has happened to me kind of thing As mine would be um, when we we're there was a little bit of a transition period where uh, I'll spend a lot of time with my grandmother when my mom was working like 40 50 plus hours a week and her house was never a fun place to be in to begin with. <laughs> so it's like there was already kind of that shitty kind of overtone anyway. And yeah. I was having to stay in the guest bedroom. And I remember waking up. just And she kept the place cold anyway. So it's like I remember waking up feeling cold. And I looked at the foot of the bed. And I checked the next morning. There's nothing that would have cast that shadow unless it was something that was outside. But... I could clearly see just the silhouette of a human, just mm-hmm. head, shoulders straight down. Oh, so it's shit. like I, I saw that, okay, and it was, and it was quick enough to where it's like I could focus my eyes on it and not blink and still see it. Yeah, and I distinctly remember seeing it just kind of float downward oh, and then shit. it being gone. So you actually got a visual. But it was no more than like a weird shadowy silhouette. Right, and but it was, still. And it was maybe about five full seconds of like seeing it. One, two, three, four, five is gone. Do you kind get, of thing. But do you so, get, so you like floated down and then disappeared? There wasn't really... A, it almost was like a cardboard cutout that someone was holding and then just pulled down. And there wasn't any sort of like semi-transparent disappearing kind of thing. Did it you was see like, him come up? No, I just woke up and it was like like that. I was oh, kind of shit. trying to focus my eyes on it. Like, and by the time, and then by the time it became clear enough, within like a half second, is when it just kind of went and it was gone. He was like, "Sorry, bro, wrong floor." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> That's really the story in the uh, Black Sabbath uh, self-titled song. What is seeing the 
shadowy figure in front of him and ha- have it just disappear in front of him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that's really the o- that's probably like the closest creepiest thing. You you know a lot of our mutual friends. It felt like every fucking every, weekend, yeah, every, <laughs> yeah. Camping trip was a hunt for the paranormal. Uh huh. <laughs> God, what was it about that? They're there for a minute for like a year or two. There's no no need to name names, but we know who we're talking about. A bunch of our mutuals. It's like every weekend it was a I saw something in the woods. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! I grew up in Mayberry. There were no ghosts. I guess good weed. <laughs> uh, no, definitely not that. No, these kids. They, <laughs> Super we're so weird. Like oh wow, fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. Uh huh. Which means I was like thirteen, so I have an excuse. <laughs> well what were some of yours that like through through all the lens of all that do you through, still kind of hold on the only to? one i hold on to was uh we were hanging out in gaffney south carolina uh-huh. at a friend's house there's a big group of us that went and so we were all walking down like just this random back road like middle of fucking nowhere like there's a few houses most of it's like fields mm-hmm. uh and then one big fenced-in field that has a couple of horses. And uh, we were walking out there one night, and me and one friend were kind of leading the way because we walked faster than everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> and it was one of those things where, like, we're walking, and we see something, like, super, not super big, but it was fucking big. Yeah. And, like, it was pretty far away, so it was just shadow silhouette. Mm-hmm. But from one tree line across the road to the next and it was quick as fuck. Oh, shit. And it wasn't one of those moments where, like, one of us stopped and was like, oh, did you see that? And the other one was just, like, trying to chime in and be like, oh, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, like, yeah. we both stopped at the same time and didn't say shit because <laughs> it was just one of those, like, real quick, like, And it wasn't, like, a deer no, that's literally it wasn't, like that. No, because it was low to the ground. Like, it wasn't prancing like a deer. Oh, got it, like, yeah. it was something, it was swift, maybe. Large coyote. I don't know. That was going to be my second guess. It was guess. pretty big. Yeah. But that's yeah, about it's it for me. Old stray yeah. cat. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some giant stray cats around here. Could have been like yeah. a mountain lion or some shit. I don't know. I, <laughs> I remember the Gaffney. only. Yeah. I was going to say, actually, in Gaffney, uh, one of my friends, he had a really big yard in a backwooded area. And um, we would go th- trekking through there. And the only things that would ever creep me out on that is there would be like weird markings on like trees and shit. And it was like just weird enough to where it's like it didn't seem like animals. It was like weird X's. Okay. But then also like knowing this kid, he probably ran out there with fucking knives just to be that kid and cutting up trees just so later on he could be like, "Dude, the other night I was walking through here and I found something really weird. You gotta go look at this." And he'd like walk me through all these woods for like 20 minutes. He's like, "I saw it around here somewhere. I swear, I swear. Oh my god, look at this!" <laughs> Sounds like somebody I'd be friends with growing up. You would be that friend. (laughs) I did grow up in the woods. (laughs) Fucking name, I'm going to cut up this tree. (laughs) K A P. (laughs) My parents' house is so country, they found a a snake that electrocuted itself. Oh, shit. Nice. At the house. Yeah, seriously, he sent sent him a text that yesterday. Like a snake, like, bit something in an electrical box and, like, zapped itself. And it looked like it had its, like, you see, like, photos of, like, eggs or uh, snakes eating eggs, whatever, where its jaws just kind of expand. It was in that mode as it got electrocuted. It looks gnarly (laughs) as hell. Son of a bitch! I was going to say, uh, you actually kind of live out in the uh, Wingate area in kind of yeah. Monroe. Is, is, has there, I know that's more wooded. Has anything weird kind of happened for you in that area? Um, just like random sounds and stuff in the woods at night. Yeah. That 
seem out of place compared to other sounds you typically hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple people have come out to the house and seen stuff. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen a whole lot out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have seen stuff throughout my life. Uh, one of my, or heard stuff, even. Yeah, yeah. As a kid one time, I remember at my grandparents' house in my uncle's old bedroom, he had a bunch of cool toys and shit from growing up, you know, 60s, 70s toys from movies and TV shows, and I'd always go check them out. I was up there checking them out in his room by myself one time and heard, like, heavy breathing right in my ear. Mm. Like somebody standing over my shoulder breathing in my ear. And I ran down the stairs so damn quick. I'm surprised I didn't fall down and just hurt myself. But so that's yeah. what I get if I ever have an experience. It's always something like I think I'm hearing or something yeah. like that. I mean, this was very, very obvious, like right in my ear. Right. Like deep breathing. And I turned around, that's made weird. sure nobody wasn't fucking with me, but right. I took off running quickly. No, fuck that shit. Okay, when I hear stuff like that, it's always somebody like saying something. Yeah. Someone's like intentionally trying to fuck yeah, with like, you. Where it's like one, where it's a sentence and that's it mm-hmm. and I'll be like did y'all hear that and they're like no and then they'll be like I thought, thought I heard something and it'll be somebody like this is Steve he'll be like oh there's ghosts here <laughs> like he's that confident about it but of course it's Steve too like, oh, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> see when I was younger uh, I would get that too like I'd hear like the random voice or like the random sentence and be like what I, like mom would be in there yeah. and be like what she goes what it's like, did you say something? She's like, no, I didn't say anything. I was like, I heard something. She'd always go, that's your conscience talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> She'd pull that mom move. She's like, is there something you need to tell me? Is your conscience talking to you? I'm like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, mom, I'm a good boy. <laughs> Thanks, Jiminy. <laughs> yeah, so that, that, that was always her thing. She's like, that's your conscience talking to you. Oh, it's adorable. And then, and then later on, it was, that's God talking to you. <laughs> I do know uh, two different people have visited me and said they've seen, like, figures in my woods. Really? Yeah. One one guy was convinced it was a demon he saw. Shit. Yeah. He's <laughs> what, like, what was his description? Like, what, what what caused that to be a demon and not some guy just running the woods trying to find someone? He said it was like a someone. dark figure in the tree looking at him as he drove up my driveway. It was kind of early. Could have been a leptocon to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A dark figure out in the middle of the woods, kind of ducking down, staring at the house. I mean, it was almost a quarter mile from the house, like deep in the woods. They could see the figure looking, and they're kind of ducking and moving. Yeah. And there's nowhere a, a person should have been at the time. Damn. It's just really weird. I saw a UFO once. Really? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, uh, what's that road? Monroe Ansonville Road, leaving Wingate, going towards Marshville. Yeah. And then you go, you get to five points, and then you go kind of straight, and then eventually that big curve with the church is there. Mm-hmm. There's a big open field, and me and my girlfriend were going to a friend's house, and there was a like a glowing green light floating like way above the field, and mm-hmm. it was just sitting there. And we'd been like through there millions of times, uh-huh. so there's no way like we've seen every cell phone tower. Um, it was way too high up to be a drone, yeah. unless it was like a pretty fucking stellar drone, <laughs> fucking powerful military drone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say. But just a big green orb, and we were like, I slowed way the fuck down because we were both looking at yeah. it, like, what the fuck is that? Like, it's not moving. It's just up there in the air. Like, the hell. And then we came back through like an hour later, and it was gone. So. Oh shit! Hmm. So it was a green light or something like that. Yeah, it was like a just like a deep green. Okay. Was it flashing or was it steady? It was steady. It was just there. Hmm. Huh. Not doing anything. Just it was just completely stagnant, not moving anything. Yep. My skeptic brain was going to go uh, with Firefly, but they don't fly that high up uh, anyway. It was pretty high up, and there was no clouds. It was a clear night. 
And you're sure it wasn't any sort of like radio or cell tower or anything? <laughs> no. Because those are like the ones that usually but, have those. But they go back and forth though, those radio lights. It's yeah, like uh, they flicker. Yeah, yeah. No, it was gone. Huh. What the hell are you seeing out there, Mike? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going out there tonight. It was wild. You go look for it. Y'all, do you, do you genuinely believe in UFOs or aliens or anything? Do you think there's uh, I believe in UFOs, not aliens. Okay, so so you believe that so, there's unidentified flying right. objects, but they're not necessarily from out of this world? Yeah, I believe there's probably some secret fucking government shit. I mean, mm-hmm. they're obviously gonna take that as far as they can before it becomes public. Yeah. So there's probably some crazy shit they have we don't know about. Yeah, you believe in aliens? I don't know what I believe on that. <laughs> I believe the possibilities there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you had any sightings, I remember seeing a weird cloud formation at night one time mm-hmm. and it was like illuminated right and you know like the searchlights like the police put searchlights up in the sky or like yeah yeah a hotel or something have them outside the cloud as it moved across the sky had that kind of um almost effect to it okay it like yeah three lights coming towards the center of the cloud mm-hmm. so i'm like this just struck me as odd as like who would be tracking a cloud with spotlights yeah and it just moved across and then within a couple minutes it was gone Hmm. It's really weird seeing it. I I know I've I've seen weird lights and stuff, but it's it's always been one of those situations where I'm looking at it going, there has to be something to this. Yeah. Like, I think UFOs are the one thing like my skeptic brain falls in really fast. Is mm-hmm. it's not that I don't want to believe. It's like, but it just feels like everything that's happened, kind of like what Mikey said, I always kind of chalk it up to, it has to be some sort of military drone or new military aircraft that they just don't want to talk about. And even you'll hear guys that are like knee deep in the CIA or uh, intelligence agencies and stuff like that, that were like, believe me, we want aliens to be real too, but if we knew anything, we'd tell you. I was going to say, wasn't that one of the, uh, didn't Snowden say something like that? Yeah, he was talking about that on Rogan's podcast too, but I like the lore of the UFO, uh, you know, studies and stuff like that too, and uh, the history behind it and like all the figures that are in it. The lore is fascinating. Is there any sort of like like any of the cryptids or aliens or any of that ghosts? Is there any sort of believers here at the table on all that? Well, there are reptiles running the country, so. <laughs> 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 well, aside from the reptile hybrids that have infiltrated humanity <laughs> and started running our governments <laughs> for years. <laughs> Uh, cr- they're doing a shit job. Fuck these reptiles. Maybe Bigfoot. Bigfoot? Yeah, yeah, that's maybe Bigfoot. Maybe. Maybe. Very slim chance, maybe some kind of Loch Ness monster or just sea monster. In sea general. monster. I never got yeah. into the cryptid lore. Did you? There just wasn't anything like that in Tennessee. Our uh, Bigfoot was Elvis because he's not dead either. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. I swear I saw Elvis going in the food line earlier. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I, I... Any of the stereotypical stuff I don't really fall into, and even Bigfoot, Sasquatch, whoever you want to call them, even that was a bit of a stretch. I'll go with you, Mikey, on a version of Loch Ness. The photo, I don't think the photo's real yeah. or any of that, but I'm sure that there's probably some monstrous undersea creature that we just haven't discovered. Oh, there's a I bunch mean, there's of them. So much of the sea that's unexplored. Exactly. exactly. So there's so, a bunch of sea creatures we don't know about. And honestly, I think that's probably, if we want to dig into, you know, people talking about, you know, going into space and finding something that we don't want to find. Yeah. I think if we dig far enough in the ocean, we're going to find something scarier. That's where the reptiles are. <laughs> <laughs> that's where the home base is. They all come from the ocean. 
<laughs> we run into a bunch of Gungans. <laughs> Let's not the bother the ocean. Misa Rio! <laughs> Hollow Earth is has Misa Jar <laughs> Also, wouldn't know, I wouldn't be at all surprised if we found out there was like a secret base on the dark side of the moon. And Roger Waters runs it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. What, what would the secret base be? I don't know. Just, I mean, maybe not like something Gungans. crazy or like right. diabolical, but like, I don't know. That'd be like the coolest place to put a fucking telescope, you know? Or something. Right. But I guess you don't have to have a person up there to do that. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I, mean, I was going to say, who got there? U.S., Russia, Japan, China? It's going to be robots in the future since uh, they're going to be everywhere soon. Yeah. Yeah. I think that could also be a little bit more of a threat than any of the other paranormal stuff out there. But now I'm just thinking about just sending robots into space and uh, to colonize the moon, and then the robots turn on us from the moon yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's Star Wars. That's Star Wars, man. That's how Star Wars happens. <laughs> like, fuck you, we have our own resources. <laughs> just blow up the earth from the moon. <laughs> I love it when they breathe air. <laughs> It's going to be a movie now. Oh, it already is. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know. I think I also think that people get a little bit too freaked out over the whole technology thing, which is like, do you not think there's going to be some sort of fail safe on these robots? That someone has the master key, master switch that just goes click, ooh, and they all yeah, just fucking. They have uh. to. <laughs> it's, about, it's amazing how much par- paranoia is just stemmed from movies regarding yeah. these things. Yeah. What was that one android, like Tay or something, that was making the rounds in the news like a few years ago and she was like able to carry on like a full conversation? Oh, the one that says something about killing humans? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck that. See, but yeah. even on that one, I wonder if the programmers put that in. Yeah. Because here's the thing. What's the quickest way to drum up attention to your technology firm? Mm-hmm. Get the robot to say something that everyone is gonna lose their shit. Like, over. Damn, that thing is really intelligent. These guys don't know what the fuck they're doing. Uh huh. Exactly. That got everyone fucking talking about it. And of course, some uh, te- and some whoever's in the tech department putting together is gonna get cute and throw that in there anyway, just to <laughs> yeah. be that guy. And and one of the interesting things too is uh, I've fallen down this YouTube rabbit hole of Kickstarter scammers mm-hmm. and like all these horrible like Kickstarter pitches and like promo videos showing like this real technology but it's like so clearly faked and just kind of putting that in perspective of like some of the other things it's like it just almost feels like also if they were wanting to be that careful about it they would wipe that sort of thought process from the dialogue in which they would have with someone or even have it to where like they know this person's gonna ask this question yeah so respond positively (laughs) you know that sort of thing so it's like it it almost feels like in that scenario they may have just done that yeah and i I wonder if they did it's probably staged (laughs) and got everybody talking too Mm -hmm. the only other example i can think of that's kind of scary is the Boston Dynamics deal where they have like the robot dogs that look just like that one Black Mirror episode. I know Black Mirror has <laughs> talked about ad nauseum, but that episode is pretty terrifying and they look just like those. Oh, shit. I actually hadn't watched Black Mirror yet. I mean, it was it's definitely uh, compelling. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's that in cap speak? That's about like, uh, what is it, uh, Twilight Zone where it's uh, you know, being afraid of your future or and things like that. You'll have to sit down and watch. You've heard 
podcast talk about like the one episode uh, that's the debut episode with the prime minister and the pig and all that, right? I don't think so. Oh God, I'll I'll just show you that one. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say anything else. <laughs> you got this look on your face, like I got really fucking scared, dude. <laughs> <laughs> A lot happens. Shit's <laughs> fucking real. Bitch. <laughs> now, but Boston Dynamics has got a lot of uh, robots that are like pretty uh, agile with their mobility and everything now, too. Yeah. Kind of built like yeah, a dog. That's cool, man. I think the only terrifying thing on that is that's a legit risk of like job loss. I think that's the only thing scary on yeah. that. Uh, yeah, fuck it, though. <laughs> Burn it down. They're doing jobs people don't want to do. <laughs> So we're going to be scared of it. Spooky. <laughs> That's what I'm getting Ooh. at. It's like, job loss. <laughs> well, and I, and I think we've all kind of talked about this at nauseum. It's like Halloween for us is probably one of our favorite holidays. Honestly, I've never been a big Halloween guy. Like I watched, really? I watched Texas Chainsaw uh, Massacre. The I know, I know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of double S's. <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I watched the first one from the 70s for the first time ever, like a couple of nights ago. That one's yeah. legit. It'll fuck with you, man. I know, especially. So, what did you think of it? Times. It's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> no, I enjoyed it. <laughs> like, so what other Halloween movies have you seen, like, to be able to throw in as comparison? Honestly, when I was a kid, uh, I didn't get into horror movies or anything like that. My shit was always Toho Monsters, as far as, like, you know, yeah. creatures and shit like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, again, oh, so, 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 so I'll ask the question again. So what other horror movies have you seen <laughs> to be able to throw a comparison right. to? I mean, growing up, you know, we... Everybody I don't care about ages. growing up. I'm talking about I'm talking about like my horror. age. Everybody watched the Saw movies and all that. It was that era of like where it was just all like uh, just torture porn horror yeah. movies yeah, and shit yeah, like yeah. that. So were those the ones you yeah. watched? Okay. <laughs> the those and the... Uh, what was the uh, Paranormal Activity with the... Uh, Really cheap camera. Uh -huh. things. Oh, that's that's that that too. Yeah, that's what I was stuck with. Okay, so like, uh, have you seen the original Night of the Living Dead? I haven't. Have I know you, I'm such a novice. Have you Have you seen Halloween, the original? Yes. What about I, Psycho? Uh, no, I haven't seen Psycho. Okay. Uh, help me out here, David, with some other ones. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm? I can hear everybody just yelling at me right now. <laughs> I never saw part, part one, but I've seen like. A bunch of sequels. I yeah. saw a, the one with Dream Warriors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right there. Trick yep. or Treat. Yeah, I was going to say, have you seen Trick or Treat? Uh, Trick or Treat it's is... Uh, one, but the, oh, no, I haven't. Oh, dude. Because that's not the one, one with Kiss. Exactly. That's the one with Kiss. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. Trick or Treat. <laughs> no, I was, I was going to lead into that. That's probably one of my favorite Halloween movies yeah. of any of like... Because, of course, the classic Universals and, you know, some of the original of the deads. Yeah. But when it has to come to, like, a genuine... We're going to look back at it in the future as a classic. Uh -huh. Trick or Treat is definitely at least in the top three for it's me. It's one of the better okay. ones at capturing the feel and atmosphere of Halloween. Absolutely. And I like how, like, with the legit new horror movies that come out, like, the, I guess, like, the fan base reacts strongly to it. That's what I want to gravitate towards. Yeah. Especially with shit like, I know, like, everybody talks about The Conjuring. Everybody talks about Rob Zombie and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But there's a lot of, like, uh, underground stuff that's gain a lot of traction that everybody talks about that mm -hmm. I'm curious about. Like Terrifier. Yeah. Terrifier stuff like was that. good underground. What did you think of uh, Conjuring? I think 
when I, I hadn't seen it in forever, but I remember when I saw it and kind of thinking back on it now, I think of like that's going to be another one of those few. Maybe not Annabelle and some of the yeah. sequels, but Conjuring at least maybe one of those few that are always looked back that on. That was just a solid yeah, I think, movie, I too. I think Conjuring, because I mean, it started originally with Amityville Horror mm-hmm. covering the, uh, the Warrens and their case studies. Yeah. Right. And then years mm-hmm. later, they fast forward and started doing the Conjuring universe, yeah. right. which is also covering the Warrens. Because they made yeah. like two or three movies about the doll and shit too, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, everything that really needed to be said about the doll and everything that's in studies and on record for that doll, they covered in the Conjuring. Yeah, All exactly. the movie stuff was was drawn out and made up for a movie. And see, but, and, I, and I'm not opposed to like when movies take a little bit of a dramatized turn. It's yeah. like not everything is going to be movie worthy, but I like the movie to at least be set in enough reality and enough like true story. It's almost mm-hmm. like like every part three is when it starts to skew a little oh, bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. With like every yeah. franchise. Yeah, so I just remember seeing The Conjuring and clearly understanding some parts were dramatized, but yeah. the base knowledge I had of all of that going into it, I was like, hot damn, this is pretty fucking good. What's your favorite? <laughs> the, the first one. I actually never got to see Annabelle or any of the other ones. Where, well, I actually never see the Amityville Horror. I saw Haunting of... The Winchester House. The Winchester House. That yeah. was on Netflix. I remember really liking that one, but mm-hmm. no one really talked about that one much. And it felt like I didn't look at the production company, but was that an offshoot, like one of those? I'm not sure. As you know, what I'm talking about sometimes a movie will get like really popular, but then uh-huh. it'll have like the B grade sequels from like other like yeah. companies or Kinda shit. Like uh, Thirty Days of Night. Their sequel was like totally low budget. Yep, exactly. I remember Thirty Days of Night. That was a good one. I'll, was that the one where the uh, zombies were actually really fucking fast? It was, like, uh, no, Josh, it was Josh Hartnett. Vampires in Alaska. 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 Yeah, Alaska. I'm totally off. <laughs> <laughs> it was Josh Hartnett, wasn't it? Yeah, Josh Hartnett. What happened to that guy? I don't know. <laughs> Steroids. He got killed in the movie, so. <laughs> I may be thinking of 28 Days. Yeah, you're thinking okay. of 28 okay. Days. Yeah, 30 Days a really Night, they're zombies. in a the, uh, portion of Alaska mm-hmm. where it stays nighttime okay. because the sun's the wrong angle so there's no sunlight for 30 days oh damn. so a lot of people are packing like all right it's time for the the month of night we need to get the hell out of town yeah some people stayed behind but this group of vampires are scouting out these small towns and going and just wrecking and tearing shit up because it's forever nighttime for a there's month no in Alaska. Escape from for fucking 30 days solid shit that actually sounds pretty i've not heard of that one yeah. that i don't remember good. like being I don't remember loving it, but... <laughs> I remember thinking it was an amazing concept. It's, it's actually, a great idea. It's actually a graphic novel initially. Okay, I didn't Before they made that. a movie out of it. I think yeah. same thing with Trick or Treat, wasn't it? I yeah, think it was like Trick a comic series. A comic series, a graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Wasn't Van Helsing also like a novel or some shit? Um, or like I mean, I mean it's just kind of based off of lore. I mean, Van Helsing's tied into the Dracula storyline. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They just made a really bad Hugh Jackman hey, movie that you one You might time. be thinking of Helsing... <laughs> No, Which I had the uh, Helsing. I know the vampire named that. Alucard, yeah. 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 I am Alucard. <laughs> <laughs> what was one of your favorites then, Mikey? Um, Don't judge me if you've played the video game, but Silent Hill was one of my favorites. Yeah. I thought that movie was fucking great. Yeah, that's a good movie. It scared the shit out of me when I first watched it. There was so, a video game? Yeah, it started as a video game. Okay, sure. I was going to okay. say, so, so explain that one for me. So I do know the video game series, I played the second one a good bit, and that mm-hmm. was really fun. Yeah. And then people lost their shit over the first Silent Hill. Didn't they make a second one? 
I think so. I think it was two movies. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the second one if they did. But I know that people lost their shit over the first one. What what was the big complaints of it? Because I wasn't deep enough in the video game lore to know a difference, and I only mm-hmm. saw bits and pieces of the actual movie. Oh, and the actual movie just seems scary as shit. So just, I'm just yeah, like, just the same gripes of if it were a book before it was a movie. Like, yeah. oh, they got this wrong or blah blah. This should have been done or, better. Yeah, mm. just nitpicking. This wasn't my version that I read. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this is also coming from the guy that didn't mind the new Power Rangers movie either. That was all visual and everything. I like that too. Bad. <laughs> that's still like based off of like just the visual TV show though, right? No, and no yeah. books or like comic books or anything like that. Power Rangers. Um, I think the lore started yeah. with the TV show, yeah, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. They have comic books now though. Right. The crazy thing about Power Rangers too, originally. Well, originally the, uh, it was a Japanese show. Yeah, it was a Japanese show, and they just... That's where those fights they chopped from, right? Yeah, they chopped in the American actors for mm-hmm. parts that were out of costume. But they're in school and everything. Yeah. yeah. And as we were taking it back to your Toho thing, that's also what they did with the initial release of Godzilla. Mm-hmm. So with the initial release of Godzilla, when they brought it to U.S. country, even with it being overdubbed, yeah. they were going, this doesn't make sense. You know, we need more dialogue. We got, need more storytelling. And they got the scientist uh, American actors to fill in those gaps. Yep. So they actually cut in and cut out some scenes and recut in like brand new stuff that was shot in America. They did that in a few of them, too. And that always mm-hmm. threw me off because you see like a bunch of white guys talking about King Kong Godzilla. And then uh, <laughs> you see like all the uh, Japanese scenes with all the overtime. Yep. Overdubs. And oh, wow. I'm sitting there as a kid going like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm in that stack over there somewhere, I actually have a collection. It's uh, two versions of the original movie. It's the original Shin Godzilla with just over or just captions with like uh-huh. the original Japanese dialogue and then like the US version that was released nice. afterward. <laughs> no, that's pretty cool though. Yeah, I've got that and I've also got um, the Friday the... No, I think Nightmare Collection. Yeah. I think I have the Nightmare Collection too. So at some point, Cap, you just got to sit down with those and binge them. I know. Y'all sent me a top five list. I'm sure y'all got top five lists. Uh, not really. See, for me, it's like, even, even though... It's hard for me to draw stuff into a top five because I'm all across the board with a lot of stuff. Okay. Exactly. And, and for me, even though I love Halloween, I don't love Halloween for like the sit down and like binge horror movie yeah. reasons. It's like I like the aesthetic, I like the flavors, I like the sounds and the visuals. That's the tricky like, thing about horror movies, though. Without, I guess this is more of like the aesthetic as opposed to like the storytelling. And I think that's why you'd also like Trick or Treat. Is what David was saying. It's like it perfectly encapsulates. Yeah, it's not scary or anything like that. It's just a great creepy story. Mm-hmm. And well, it, multiple almost, stories. They okay. all intertwine. And even though it's set in the modern day, like there's some modern technologies. It feels very 70s, 80s with the way it's shot and the colors and the way people kind of talk and move. But, but, think, but think about those, like the era kind of defines all those too. I definitely think horror movies that are, it's like even though it's super cliche now with like Stranger Things and um, everything else. It's Everybody's like, but pulling from somebody. Even like the new It movie. Yeah. It's like it's very trendy to pull from the 70s and 80s vibe. But I think there is just a genuine like added creepiness to the there's no technology yeah, era the less tech mm-hmm. kind of goes back to when we were kids and scared of the world exactly so that makes it everything yeah. cooler I think mm-hmm. so yeah so even though it is a bit played out that is one of those few played out things that I don't mind it's simply because it just works so well with that sort of storytelling and in fact 
saw the new It recently, and that yeah. was really good. I enjoyed I the new It. it. I yeah. haven't watched part two yet, but I like part one a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen part two. Did you, did you see yeah, two I saw yet? part two. Does yeah. it kind of hold true with it? Or yeah, is it? it does. They okay. do a good job tying the story together. I mean, if you saw cool. the original miniseries on TV years ago. Yeah. We have talked about the Arrow just adding to uh, the feel of a, or the aesthetic of a, of a movie or whatever. Texas T- Chainsaw Massacre, that looked like the shittiest 70s film ever. Well, it's because it was shot in the Yeah, yeah again, it genuinely was, but that adds to the, you know, the vibe of it, too. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, imagine that movie if it was shot in, like, Star Wars quality. I know, it. it I wouldn't be as terrified, you mm-hmm. know, or when, it wouldn't be as uncomfortable. Mm-hmm, but because it's, like, such that grainy film, it's a little washed out and a little blurry, and the audio is, like, blown out it. at some points. <laughs> Mikey's sitting over yeah. here having PTSD yeah. as I'm describing everything. <laughs> what a face just looks horrifying in grainy film. I remember, yeah. I remember the first time actually seeing that. that I saw it on TV. That it was like a TV cut. Yeah. And because it was a TV cut, there were so many commercials that it like broke the tension. By the way, here's Bud Light. <laughs> yeah, basically. Bud Light. And so it's like, it didn't have the sting for me. So later on, people were like, that movie's so fucking scary. That movie's so scary. I'm like, what the fuck ever? We put it on DVD one time and I'm just like, holy fuck, this is a lot more intense than I remember it being. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You guys remember the uh, the Leprechaun movies? Yeah, I never watched those. <laughs> See, that's that's the kind of weird horror movie shit I would watch. So, it, let me guess, you saw that on Netflix, didn't you? No, I, that was way back in the day on cable when I was a kid. Oh, man. really? Yeah, that was on TV. <laughs> no shit. Those movies were terrible. Jennifer Aniston got her start <laughs> so on Leprechaun. Good. Really? Yep. Yeah, I didn't know that Leprechaun. either. I haven't even seen the movie, and I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin Bacon was on Friday the Thirteenth. Sure I, was. I didn't know that either. Yep. And then Johnny Depp on Nightmare on Elm Street. A bunch of them got starts in horror. Yep. I, I knew about the Johnny Depp one, but no, I didn't know He that. doesn't know about that anymore. Actual, he doesn't talk about it. Actually, Jason wasn't in the first Friday of 13th, except for that one part. Yeah. Kevin Bacon was. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Bacon's more of a star than Jason. Yep. <laughs> didn't oh. Rob Zombie just put out a new movie? Like, I haven't yeah, watched it. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. It's right. a continuance of the Devil's Rejects, House of Thousand Corpses. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed Devil's Rejects and uh, A Thousand Corpses. Yeah. The zombie movies I hadn't actually... Rob Zombie, let's clarify. Or one of the few that I haven't really gotten into yet. I hadn't really delved into those. Cause, yeah. Because, again, kind of what I was talking about, like, like digging on the aesthetic of Halloween, it felt like his was more of that murder porn. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Like, and, and it's hard for me to cross over into that. Well, it's he like, likes going into the grindhouse genre. And I... And I'm cool with the grindhouse genre if it's played up and it kind of looks B-movie. Yeah. Some of the stuff I saw, it's grindhouse, very realistic. Yeah. And to me, that's almost where it kind of crosses it, where it's like, if it's grindhouse and it's like rubbery-looking hands being thrown around and shit (laughs) like that, it's like, that adds to that aesthetic. And I'm like, fuck yeah, this is cool, but it's like... Part of the charm of those old uh, grindhouse films is, again, the film quality and uh, the bad production and their budget, where their budget shows. hell no one actually talks about the tarantino ones anymore yeah, uh the, du- really, the grindhouse double I feature watched them he in did. a long time either and i only I'm, saw them once eric had them on dvd and i watched them i'm sure they're on netflix tarantino has the entire catalog up does he no normally shit. he does hmm. i didn't know that good to know for that too so I was gonna say, those. I know what I'm doing tonight. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, I, I actually hadn't clicked on Netflix forever. I've just been using Hulu and YouTube for everything. Yeah. Me too. But no, talking about Leprechaun though, one of the things 
I would do is I forget the service we had. It was like Dish Network or DirecTV, something of that effect. Uh-huh. And they had all those on-demand like free channels, mm-hmm. and they had like a free horror on-demand channel. And it was all like bad B-grade horror and movies. Come, what, is, what is the name of that service? Shudder. Shudder. Yeah, they, they have Shudder now, but it was like the OG Shudder. Okay. It was like through DirecTV. But yeah, it's exact same concept though. And it just had like the worst like B-grade horror films. And that's where I saw like Leprechaun and like um, oh, Ginger shit. Snaps. Uh-huh. <laughs> I dated somebody that uh, would watch all those really bad uh, late night uh, sci-fi horror I was about, I was about to bring up yeah. sci-fi. <laughs> like Sharknado and yeah, well, Lava Lanchulas. <laughs> yeah, this was supposed to be like legit horror themed or whatever, but it was still just really shit, bad I was CGI terrified and about, shit. I was terrified about volcanoes for like four years after watching Volcano for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Is there like a really bad B grade horror film, David, that you kind of pull to and you're just like, I like this one. Just like it's so uh, bad, it's good. Just anything from Trauma. Trauma makes a really bunch mm-hmm. of really good stuff. And, and actually, that same uh, site is where I saw all the Toxic Avenger movies. Yeah, Toxic Avenger. You got Poultrygeist. Poultrygeist. Nuke Poultrygeist. <laughs> actually, I saw Poultrygeist and Thanks Killing on uh, Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> wow. There were two of those. <laughs> yeah, Poultrygeist was just great. It's a uh, a chain fast food chicken restaurant built on top of Indian burial grounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like the chickens and the turkeys just fuck everybody up. Yeah. Oh. Basically people are eating chicken and it's almost like turn them to a zombie and they're killing people. <laughs> All right. As we get possessed by these chicken demons. <laughs> chicken demons. It's so ridiculous and I'm curious. Yeah. It's definitely worth a watch. <laughs> just once though. <laughs> I've enjoyed it multiple times. but That's me. Oh no, but that that's that's the great thing about it. It's cuz it's like just talking about just bad movies. It's not really horror based, but just it's so bad it's good. It's same thing with like Kiss Phantom of the Park. Yeah. It's so bad it's good. My brother keeps up with all the lore of uh what is it, The Room. Like he's fascinated by the, that story oh, and yeah. and just how bad that what movie is, that? is. It's one of those cult movies that's just so bad that it's hilarious that everybody gets behind and is kind of like Revitalized careers as a result because the only room movie I can think of like that room two thirty four or something like that. I was talking about just bad movies in general. Yeah, Yeah. I remember that one too. Was that? I think I watched like part of it when it came out. The Jim Carrey movie. I don't remember much about it. Yeah. Wait, Jim Carrey? He was in something else similar. Something else with numbers in the name. I might be confused. I don't think he was in that room movie. I know it's what you're talking about though, because it's like one of the few serious. Because I remember DC Discover had like numbers right over his face or something. Mm -hmm. I was about to say seven, but that's not it. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> What's in the fucking box? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a horrifying movie. <laughs> and actually, here, here we go. How many of y'all's friends absolutely became obsessed with Donnie Darko? Yeah, one. Yeah, I had one, yeah. Me? Did yep. <laughs> you? <laughs> that took me a while to, to get into that one. Like, the first time I watched it, I was about half asleep. I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? And I was like, I've never watched it in the daylight. Right. It's always like, well, I'm half asleep, so... It, I'm like, that was my problem. I watched it in the daylight. <laughs> and it's been a few years since I've seen it, but I still don't get the ending. Yeah, it's like, it's, was he in purgatory the whole time? or it's like time travel, the whole movie's about. Yeah. It's yeah. weird time travel. 
And I guess because they don't really explicitly state time travel, mm-hmm. it makes it that weird kind of off kilter thing where it's like, what's really happening? Is this like a spirit walking around? Is yeah. he, you know, what, what's going on? It was really weird. But like Fight Club or some shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and not a horror movie, but I think a movie that kind of does the whole cerebral thing a little bit better that it was real popular for a minute, but I don't hear people talk about as much anymore. It's Butterfly Effect. I never watched Butterfly Effect. Oh, that one was fucking, good. I watched the first and the um, second one. How was the second one? I never man. saw that The second one, one was um, not as good. Yeah. I mean, because it was different actors and everything. I was and about to ask. instead of reading journal entries, they would look back at photographs. Oh, okay. And basically, so it's a Nickelback music video the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at this photograph. They would look at a photograph and basically transport back into the time when the Which photo was Which one had Ashton Kutcher in it? That was the first one. Okay. okay. I saw that entries. one on TV, so I don't remember it too well. Oh, man. That one was crazy. And then they had a weird-ass director's cut where he goes back and kills himself. Yes. He choked what? himself out with the umbilical cord. Now, like, the main plot of it essentially is like uh, Ashton Kutcher, I forget his character's name, but it's like he's got like this weird PTSD thing you know that he's kind of trying to figure out and he like loses memory he can't like remember certain parts of his life like something traumatic would happen he'd like black out okay. and then like wake back up and not know what the fuck happened like he'd have that throughout his whole childhood so in order to help combat that he would write a journal every day of like everything that happened so he would never forget anything and it eventually got to the point where he would read those things and instead of remembering it he would get transported back to that time in which he now has control over the situation. Yeah, so all those blackout points became checkpoints so he can mm-hmm. revisit. So the, so the cure for amnesia is journals. So, so like for <laughs> or short ter- short-term memory. <laughs> so like for instance, one of the early things that they tackle in the movie is um he and a few of his friends want to go blow up this mailbox uh, with some firecrackers. Right. So like right as it explodes, he blacks out. Okay. Or like, or it's like soon before it explodes, he blacks out. Yeah, he doesn't out. remember the explosion. He yeah, remembers right. It triggered another it. memory. And mm-hmm. So it's like okay. he kind of blinks, and all of a sudden he wakes up, and like everything around him's disarray. He's bloody. All this weird shit's happened, and you know, it's never fully explained what happened in that moment. But then he gets to travel back, and he sees everything that's happening with the conscious memory of who he is now. Y'all are selling this movie. <laughs> it's, it's really good, but yeah. it's like everyone was obsessed with it for a minute and it just got oversaturated. Okay. Now, I didn't know anybody that got seriously into that movie when it came out. And I was like uh, junior high or something like that or early high school. Yeah. And it's been a few years since I've seen it, so I'm curious to know how it would still hold up. I think I might have it. I might have to go revisit that one. <laughs> <laughs> got to make a list after this episode. <laughs> No, so I think those are just one of the few I kind of like going back on. And like I said, it's not really a horror movie. No. It's just a good cerebral, like, fuck with you movie. <laughs> and I seem to kind of like those more than anything that's kind of, like, messing with you. And I think that's the reason I liked, like, the original Psycho. Mm-hmm. Is there was a lot of, like, cutaways. That's so, the thing I like about, it, like, those scenes that are classic that everybody knows. Like, mm-hmm. that's the draw of it. It's like, you don't see it, and that's what's even scarier. Yeah, the original Blair Witch. It got a lot of hate for it, but that's what made it genius for me, is they didn't have some CGI witch or some stupid-looking costume. You mm-hmm. don't see it, so it's, it's just, like, what the fuck is happening to these It just adds people? the tenseness of yeah. everything. I think, the, I think the only reason that movie gets so much shit is it started the shaky cam genre. Yeah. And, like, the found footage genre. And yeah. just And just, like, with everything, anything can get burned out. Mm-hmm. And studios just saw that as a moneymaker and just hopped on that genre and just churned out every movie making a shaky cam found footage yeah. stuff. But that came and went pretty quick, though. You don't see a lot of those these days. You don't see There's it a lot? There's still some, but... 
Well, I was going to say they do it in creative ways. Like, I saw a lot of it in It. Yeah. But they did it very creatively. Like, during kind some of. of the action scenes, that's when it would be a bit more, like, handheld. Like, you're part of the POV. You're part of the group running, trying to get away from stuff. But then... Kind of pick and choose that in editing. Exactly. It's not the entire time kind of, like, found footage stuff. They kind of implement it in a little bit more. They Same thing with, like, lens flares. Good God. J.J. Yeah. Abrams and everyone else was, like, overusing lens flares. And it's like... They're still very relevant in movies, but it's toned down. Same thing with the Matrix effect of everything slowing yeah, down. Yeah, that fucking God. Matrix effect. <laughs> that Everybody was years. damn had ninja reflexes and <laughs> slow motion. Bad CGI. <laughs> and it's like that shit still happens, but it's like they finally reined it in some. It's like anytime something's new, they have to overdo it and then they bring it back in some. Right. We kind of like grew up with all that though in the era of CGI and just figuring yeah. out all the kinks. Yeah. And I think that's also maybe why horror kind of suffered some. Yeah, you definitely started to see that more and more. Because it's like part of that charm of it, again, what we've kind of talked about with like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and you know any of the Grindhouse 80s films, it's like part of it, of the creepiness, was the aesthetic. Yeah. Now you're getting these weird plasticky... They look beautiful. It needs to look fucking scary. Exactly. Yeah. And even in like, uh, first thing I think of is like The Mummy. You know, yeah. like that horrible CGI crap scene. <laughs> it's like, it's like as horrible as that looked, it's like if that had been like a practical effect, yeah. that would have looked creepy as shit. But it's like because it was CGI, it's so laughable now. Yeah, most of the practical effect movies go straight to sci-fi. Mm-hmm. And then people ridicule them for it. It's like, no, they're sticking to the roots. Exactly. And I Give think, them a watch. No, and, and, I, and I think that's one of the reasons why... I feel like, because we even talked about this earlier, how wrestling is kind of having a bit of a resurgence. Yeah. I feel like that version of horror also is, too. Yeah. Because that bubble popped, and everyone's like, oh, if we dig deep and we find these underground studios, these independent studios, they're producing higher quality stuff than what these major motion picture companies and are. And they're students yeah. of the art form and everything, too. And honestly, I think YouTube and stuff has had a lot to do with that because, like, people put out independent films on YouTube. Yeah. And they'll get a bunch of shares. Hell, even, like, in the geekdom, like, any sort of, like, Darth Vader versus Darth Maul. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or, like, what was one of them? It was, like, Deadpool versus Darth Vader or some stupid-ass so, yeah. shit Are like you, that. Are you talking about that Bat in the Sun stuff on YouTube? Maybe. I don't know. There, sure there was some company that was doing these Where weird they get, mashup like, live-action people to basically cosplay and then duke it out yeah it's yeah. bad in the sun yeah Some so good it, shit but it was like so well shot yeah. and the costumes look so well yeah. that it's like i think those little things kind of help these independent studios kind of get a little bit more footing yeah, a little extra like, money those ways guys yeah. ways you got something they actually beautiful. all the ones with the power rangers in it they actually got jason david frank who was the original green ranger white ranger Oh and yeah, I remember the that they made like a fake that. trailer for what yeah. a good Power Ranger movie would look like, kind yeah. of. Yeah, and that kind of like kicked cool. everything off, didn't it? Um, because that happened, and then it, he was in the first season, so I feel like that gave him a good bump for sure. Because they were uh, teasing that uh, short and everything too, and uh, or that fake or the uh, trailer, and they're like, "Why do we? Why would we not make a movie around this? It's got generating enough buzz." Yeah. yeah. Well, Mikey, I actually kind of put you on a little bit of a mission. I uh, didn't know exactly how we were going to run the Halloween episode, and we actually found a good way to lead it off. But old tried and true thing is, uh, at least on a few of the shows we listen to, is like stupid creepypastas. So I put you on the task to find us a creepypasta to read in typical Mikey fashion. 
Did you do that for us? I did not. I figured as much. <laughs> but I did write a story. Yes, you did. And I will read that. I think that I think it's a pretty good plan. Like he was talking to us uh, earlier, saying uh, everything that he tried to find was garbage anyway. So <laughs> well, that's that's still kind of part of the charm, though, is like finding well, something garbage. The part the problem was that I was running into trying to read these creepy pastas is that everyone on the internet thinks they're a writer. <laughs> but not everyone on the internet is a writer. Not to say that I am a writer. But it's like, <laughs> I was about to say. I was like, it wouldn't make you I am any different. But it's like, damn, Stephen. If you're King posting here. a like, <laughs> like I try to read some of them, and if you're posting a short story online, but they're giving so much fucking detail about the setting and the characters the and what's on going on and everything, and it's just like, damn it, I don't have time to read three pages of this before it even gets to the yeah, good shit. Yeah, like, You're supposed to read it while you're in the can. Right, something. <laughs> but. But, but also one of the charms on that is, especially if you find a good one, is some of the misspellings oh, yeah. and shit like that. So did you at least implement any of that kind of stuff? Um. Yeah. For sure. Okay. No, so you no, actually no. know. So you actually know how to write <laughs> yeah. a decent one after yeah, reading. No, them out I didn't low. type this up for it. So what I did was <laughs> I decided. Um. I was I was out with my dog at the dog park and I was just thinking of some dumb shit. I was like, <laughs> I'm just gonna write something. All and right. then I looked at my dog and I'm like, Rusty. <laughs> huh. Oh, something rusty. rusty. And then I just kind of started brainstorming. <laughs> All right. I only had like like thirty second like idea. Right. And I'm like, well, how am I going to get this on paper? So I figured um, I'd do what any other great writer would do. Mm-hmm. And I went to the ABC store and bought some booze. <laughs> uh, I had a few shots, sat down for a little bit, had a few more, and just started typing. And All then, right. In about an hour and a half, I was done. <laughs> and we have this. Liquid now inspiration. We have he knows a good cre- uh, creepypasta when he sees one, so he decided to write one out. Right. <laughs> so we'll cue the background music. What kind, of, what kind of theme are you wanting here, Mikey? Um, give me some, like, like some... I don't know, some creepy, <laughs> cheap music. Creepy, cheap music. <laughs> okay. No, sheep music. Oh, that's a sheep. Sheep, yes. Bob. Oh, Bob. okay. Bob. <laughs> I thought you were saying creepy, cheap yeah, music, a, and, I was, and I was about to be like... Is that a new it's genre a fu- of metal? I was about to say, it's a fucking podcast. I ain't using anything copywritten, so yeah, it's going to be cheap, creepy music, so... <laughs> sure thing, buddy. Go right ahead. I got you. <laughs> cheap music, though. Good God. How the fuck... <laughs> demonic sheep in the background <laughs> you know what I kind of kicked myself in the ass because I was complaining about how all these others were like too long and I didn't want to read them but then when I got done typing and I was just like that should do it that's a good story I'm like six pages in <laughs> oh, shit. Well, well it's probably not going to be as descriptive as oh yeah no it's it's and if it's a good story, it's a good story, and that's all that matters. Yeah. I don't know if it's good. I didn't write it to be good. I did not write this to be a good story. I wrote this to be a story, and there you go. A story that's creepy, I guess. I, just, I haven't typed anything in forever, man. Like, well, I have to kind of from get like a little... seventh grade forward. It's all been like research papers and fucking reports and shit like that. I have to get so, your creative juices flowing a little bit. We got yeah. some videos to shoot where you're going to be the star. I'm a star. <laughs> Superstar. Superstar. All right, Mikey, what's it called here, bud? I'm going to wait for Cap. Oh, he's just taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> you see, 
when you drink Devil's Backbone's Bright Tangerine. <laughs> Not sponsored. <laughs> Not sponsored. <laughs> Not sponsored. Might as well be with the amount you've got. But you got to take a piss after you have one, so. I've had two. I feel I don't have to pee. Well, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting his lips Whoa. already with some chapstick. Oh, yeah. Mr. Big Bladder over here. <laughs> Look at this guy. Fucking prostate of steel. <laughs> I am older. <laughs> it does feel a little lumpy. <laughs> the end. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, dude. <laughs> That is pretty scary, Mike. He's got prostate cancer. <laughs> might want to go see a doctor. <laughs> might be prostate cancer. Might be spider eggs. You don't know. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> got spiders crawling out your butt. <laughs> Chicken treat. <laughs> All right. Do I need to move the mic? Or? Oh, you're good. You're good. All right. You boys ready? Yeah, yeah, ready. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, a Mikey Black original short story. The Legend of Quiet Bill <laughs> and the Rusty Sheep Shears. <laughs> All right. Is he related to Silent Bob? Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Gather yourselves. Here we go. All right. All right. Long ago in a faraway land, there lived a wealthy shepherd named William Duke III. William had acquired his wealth by harvesting the finest wool from his flock each and every season. People traveled great distances from nations far beyond his small Norwegian town to purchase clothing, beddings, and decorations made from the finest wool money could buy. Mm-hmm. I probably did put too much detail in it. We're there. All right. William enjoyed a life of luxury, one of which he had been bestowed by his father before him. It was the family legacy, raising the finest sheep to produce the finest wool. It soon came time for William to marry and have children in order to raise the next generation of shepherds. And so he married the finest girl in his small town, and she bore him a single son. Girl, she was fine. <laughs> she was fine. You take something about his wife. <laughs> <laughs> All right. William IV was brought into the world a healthy and strong boy. He grew tall and he grew strong. However, the boy would never speak. Even as an infant, he never muttered more than the softest of cries. This earned him the nickname Silent Bill. <laughs> Despite his son's mutinous, William III was proud of Quiet Bill. Never before had he seen such a hard worker. His ability with sheep shears was unmatched by any man before him. Allowing him to this dude's sh- a fucking creep, but good God, he can shear these this fucking This a particular sheep. Norwegian, man. <laughs> Sorry to our Norwegian audience. <laughs> Black metal and sheep shearing. Oh, man. So this allowed him to shear an entire flock in only a day's afternoon. All right. William was certain that Bill had some sort of power that allowed him to communicate with the sheep. He had many times tried to ask Quiet Bill about his strange ability, but Quiet Bill remained silent. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> The end, no. (laughs) Alright. Profits skyrocketed as the farm was able to take on more sheep in response to the vast decrease in harvesting time. All was going more than well thanks to Quiet Bill. Although his lack of words separated him from the world, it was clear by the look in his eyes that he took pride in his work and in serving his father. He knew it would would one day be his sole duty to take over the family farm and produce the finest wool in the world. I love how it's reiterated that this is the best quality wool in the world. Right? <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goddamn. <laughs> Damn it. 
Next time we're gonna collaborate. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get a Google Doc. And <laughs> Moving to Norway and starting a franchise. <laughs> oh man! All right. Uh, second page here. Things took a turn for the worst one winter. William III fell ill to a violent disease. He spent weeks in bed while Quiet Bill continued to work with the flock, honoring his father and the family business. At winter's end, William III called his son into his room to speak with him in his final moments. My son, you have made me more than proud. You've taken the family business more and Norwegian, grown more it Norwegian. far beyond. I don't know. <laughs> 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 Let me try. Let me try. <laughs> Hinger dinger. All right, all right. Oh, my son, you have made me more. I can't. <laughs> Fuck you, man. These are my voices. All right. All right. From the top. From the top. All right. Fourth line. Here we go. <laughs> my son, you've made me more than proud. You've taken the family business and grown it far beyond anything I could ever imagine. Quiet Bill sat beside his father, listening intently, knowing that William's time had come. Listen closely, my boy, his father continued. It's time you know the secret of our family legacy. Sounds like Thor. It's the shears, son. The very shears you've used every season were the same shears passed down to me by my father and his father before him. These shears were used by the original shepherd of our land and blessed by him on the day of his death before ascending to the afterlife where he would continue to guide the shepherds of our time and beyond. Now it's black metal as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it is these very shears that makes our wool so valuable. They now belong to you, son, and it's your job to carry on our legacy. Damn. <laughs> All right. <laughs> William reached under his bed and grabbed the very shears of which he spoke. He handed them over to Quiet Bill. The two sat still with their hands grasping the old shears they had used season after season until William III took his final breath and passed away. Sad. All right. The end. Whenever I hear Quiet Bill, I just picture my brother. <laughs> he is more Quiet Bill than Wild Bill. That's what I'm picturing in this story. All right, all right, go with that. <laughs> I'm sure this story's about to get a lot creepier because of, <laughs> because of this visual now. Oh, oh it's gonna get even, it's gonna get weird then. <laughs> Alright, years had passed. Quiet Bill was now running the largest and most profitable business in the nation, selling the finest wool that now only royalty and the knightly could afford. He had married a young bride named Rayla. Who was smoking hot. <laughs> <laughs> While his mutinous was a roadblock in their relationship, she made it work by focusing on the wealthy lifestyle that he had to offer her. And she birthed him four sons. Alan. <laughs> Jims. Dave. Jims. And Mickey. I was going to say, what was the second name? Jims. <laughs> like plural? <laughs> J-I-M-S. Yep, so Alan, Jims, Dave, and Mickey. <laughs> However, his sons had no interest in herding sheep. They would rather get into mischief and shenanigans. One late winter night, the children decided they would play a prank on their father. Come on, said Dave, the oldest and the leader. Let's take Come the old on. man's shears and hide them outside. With all the money he has, he can buy a million shears to replace them. <laughs> Bart Simpson is the... <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> so the boys went into Quiet Bill's room while he slept and took the shears from the drawer in which they were kept. 
Oh shit, that rhymed. <laughs> that dude's got bars. <laughs> all right, all right. They ran, they ran outside and headed towards the top of the hill located at the back side of the family's property where the sheep gathered. They hid the shears underneath the roots of an old birch tree sitting atop a hill. The sheeps gathered and watched as the children danced around laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Just think about how crazy the old man will be when spring comes, exclaimed Jims, the second oldest but the least intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> He's almost there. Uh, the boys returned home to their beds and slept the night away, unaware of the severity of the crime they had just committed. Uh, the kids right. were dumb enough to be accomplices. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Spring soon came, and it was once again time to harvest the full coats of wool worn by the flock of sheep. Quiet Bill woke early that first spring day and reached into his drawer to grab the blessed shears to begin his work, but they were nowhere to be found. <gasps> Panic ensued. Quiet Bill thrashed around his room, searching <laughs> frantically for his shears to no avail. His, frustra his frustration had awoken his children, who watched as Quiet Bill silently rampaged through the house looking <laughs> for his shears. <laughs> my brother. As the <laughs> I just imagine someone angrily, silently <laughs> rummaging through things. <laughs> uh, they snickered, thinking back to the prank they had pulled months back. You were right, said Mickey to Jims. He is going crazy. Maybe a little too crazy. <laughs> Quiet, Quiet Bill's rampage led him outside and the boys quickly followed suit. Quiet Bill ran up the hill and stood before the flock. There, he stood quietly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no shit. <laughs> I don't know why that tickles me so much. <laughs> Twist is when he does it loudly. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> oh no, that grabbed me too. Jesus Christ. Shit, I didn't even realize that. Uh, how much did you drink when you wrote this? <laughs> what? How much did you drink when you, you wrote proofread it? it? Uh, no, I don't know. not really. Oh. Kind of makes it better. Um, oh, God. I had half a jar of uh, moonshine that I got at the ABC store. Oh, star. there you go. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was in there. You were in the zone. <laughs> dude, I, I was typing, dude. I didn't. I hit a point, like the first page, like I would type a paragraph, go back and read it. <laughs> All right, let me try to type the next one, go back and read the first one, and then it just started going like, yeah, da -da 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 -da. just fucking <laughs> so going at it. So you read a little bit. <laughs> All right. Soon all the sheep were turning their attention towards Quiet Bill. They all stared at Ooh. They all stared at him and he stared back at them. Then a group of sheep to his left parted ways, leaving an opening in the flock that led straight to the old birch tree. Quiet Bill approached the tree, and under the root protruding from the ground he found his shears. Terror was relieved from Quiet Bill's face, but only for an instant. <laughs> Upon picking up the now weathered shears he noticed they had rusted. He gave them a good hard squeeze, but even with all of his might, they would not budge. The shears were too rusted and now completely stuck in an unusable state. Oh. Quiet Bill dropped the shears and turned to look down at the boys, who were now at the bottom of the hill laughing hysterically <laughs> at what they had done. It was at that moment they heard the forced noise their father would ever make. Bah! <laughs> <laughs> 
Quiet Bill let out an angry bleat. The herd of sheep now all turned to focus on the children. Quiet Bill stared his boys down, who now looked on in a confused panic. Then Quiet Bill gave one last bang, and the sheep charged. The boys, oh God. the boys scattered, running for their lives in every direction. Alan and Dave ran for town while Mickey ran inside. However, Jim's remained standing with his arms spread wide. Come, my sheep, he exclaimed in a joyful laugh. I am your shepherd. I am your shepherd. But Let's do it. But the sheep were not coming toward Jim and with any notion of being herded. They pounced on Jim's, landing on him one by one, breaking his ribs and crushing his oh, skull. Fuck. Mickey watched from the window of the house inside, counting each sheep as they jumped and landed on Jim's. One, one two... Three, four. <laughs> Mickey continued counting until he fell asleep with his face pressed against the window seal. Oh, <laughs> My brothers are dying. This is boring as shit. He's counting a sheep, man. It happens. All right. Alan and Dave continued running for town. They were just about to make it past their poverty line when they noticed one lone sheep standing in their path. Alan slowly approached the sheep and began to stare it down. What are you doing? asked Dave. <laughs> I'm trying to talk to it telepathically, said Alan. If the old man can do it, maybe we can too. The sheep slowly approached Alan and reached with its snout towards his now outreached hand and began to lick it. See? Nothing to worry about! <laughs> the sheep was now violently biting and ripping at Alan's arms. It gave one giant tug and ripped his arm clean off. Oh shit! Alan fell to the ground, clenching his now bleeding shoulder. He lay there slowly and bled to death. In horror, David turned tail and began running in the other direction. But it was no use. The sheep was too fast. It <laughs> caught up with him and beat him to death with his brother's now dismembered arm. It's <laughs> all about beating a motherfucker with another motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Quit hitting yourself. <laughs> oh, man. Meanwhile, back on the ranch. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, it's black metal, so it's doom, 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 doom. Mickey was awoken from a sheep counting induced slumber by his mother, Rayla. What's all this commotion I'm hearing so early this morning? She asked. Mickey frantically tried to explain to his mother what happened, but unfortunately his four-year-old intellect left his mother confused as he babbled on about his father commanding an army of sheep to kill his brothers. <laughs> That's nonsense, said Rayla. She peered out the window towards the hill only to see an empty pasture. She opened the door and looked out, called first for her boys, then quiet Bill. But there was no answer. <laughs> Worried, she closed the door. It was at that moment they both heard a bah! from upstairs. Well, real, real quick, why was she calling out for Bill? Fuck, I couldn't reply anyway. She allowed clap in return. <laughs> Quiet, Bill, you there? Shit, okay. <laughs> turn, turn around, he's like right behind you. <laughs> All right. Uh, it was at that moment they heard a bat from upstairs. Stay behind me and be quiet, Rayla ordered her son as they headed upstairs. They peeked the stairs and entered the room in which they heard the sheep bleeding. Rayla turned on the light and in the room stood a single sheep who stood and calmly gazed at the two. That's weird, she said. How'd he get up here? 
Sheep! exclaimed little Mike, Mickey. Sorry. <laughs> As he ran toward the sheep to pet it. It was at this moment the door behind them slammed shut. Rayla turned around to see Quiet Bill standing behind her with the rusty sheep shears in hand. William? What's, what's the meaning of this? Answer me! But Quiet Bill remained silent. He stared at his wife and then let out one big as he hoisted the shears above his head and then came down with the force of a thousand men, oh, driving shit. the rusty shears through her skull. Side note, should be with the force of a thousand sheep. Oh, man. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you put, like, sheep background noises on this, too. <laughs> Mickey watched in silent horror as his mother's body fell to the ground completely limp, covered in her own brain matter. Quiet Bill removed the shears from his wife's head and slowly approached little Mickey. He kneeled on the floor next to his son and handed over his now bloody, rusted sheep shears. Mickey took the shears and stared blankly at his father, who only offered a silent stare in return. Then Silent Bill rose. Oh, Quiet Bill rose. <laughs> I should have proofread this. <laughs> then Quiet Bill rose, looked at his lone sheep in the room, and let out one final bang. <laughs> His eyes began to glow, as well as the sheep's. A bright light filled the room, and then a great sheep, flash that sheep. blinded little Mickey. When he opened his eyes, it was no longer his father and the sheep that stood before him. Instead... <laughs> Instead, the two had merged together, forming one being, half man, half sheep. The head and torso of Quiet Bill with the lower body of a sheep. What? What does this mean? Mickey asked. My son, started Quiet Bill. The legacy <laughs> has ended. <laughs> a ray of light shined in the corner of the room and a portal opened up. Out reached the hand of the ancient shepherd himself, the one who had blessed the legendary shears. Quiet Bill grabbed the shepherd's hand. Welcome home, my son, said the shepherd as he pulled him through, closing the portal behind him. Quiet Bill and his flock were never seen again. The only thing that authorities were able to find were the bodies of three young boys, a young lady, a traumatized mute four-year-old, and now, or shit. Edit this one. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Quiet Bill and his flock were never seen again. The only thing that authorities were able to find were the bodies of three young boys, a young woman, one traumatized and now mute four-year-old, and an old pair of rusty sheep shears. Dun dun dun. So does the legacy truly end? Uh, the well, end? The question end. mark? Literally, oh, it's a period. literally an entire page for the end. So Quiet Bill became a sheep tar? <laughs> and is it bad that only halfway through that story did I realize it was mutated names of people you know? Yeah. Yeah, Alan, Dave, Jims, and Mickey. And Raylan? Raylan, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as soon as I connected those dots, I'm sitting here going, what's he about to do to her? <laughs> I was like, I'm about to have to talk to a motherfucker. <laughs> there's a character on a there's, TV show called Justified named Raylan Givens. I was going to say, this ain't going to be some way of him <laughs> fantasizing. <laughs> I will squash this. <laughs> With all the sheep around. <laughs> There you have it. Uh, <laughs> that was actually really good, man. <laughs> like, seriously. Let's do that every week. <laughs> <laughs> every week? I don't know if we can get that weekly out of them. <laughs> no, that was 
re- no, that was I was it was compelling. I was in. <laughs> Hell yeah. That was good to finally get your like creative juices flowing again. <laughs> I had a fun time writing it. Yeah, it was very it was fun. I was picturing a uh, quiet bill to have like a uh, against fucking corpse paint or some shit like that too. <laughs> <laughs> With a sheep's body. <laughs> That's how I look at the end when the movie comes out. Yes. <laughs> That'll be the movie poster. But seriously, I, th- I think that's something you ought to do every year, man. I-, I like the you writing a little short story like that. That was pretty good. All right. <laughs> you started something. You're not going to be able to get out of it now. <laughs> now. That was a lot of fun, guys. Is there anything else you kind of want to go down now that we've kind of opened up that door and kind of gotten it back in? Or we want to start talking about a little bit of music we've been listening to? All I can say is that uh, sheep are assholes, so it freaked the hell out of me. <laughs> sheep can get violent. I will say, there were a few like genuine moments of like hilarity, especially with like, he stood there silently, quietly. He was <laughs> <laughs> like, shit. Answer me. <laughs> I know, calling out for him. <laughs> But it happens in movies too. And I was it like, does. "Hey, fucker, respond! Shut up!" <laughs> no, and I'm actually proud of you. It's not. I, I can't like pinpoint any sort of like movie ripoff on that. I, the other thing I was thinking that you're gonna like write a parody of a movie. No. And I was like, I was gonna see what parody it was. And like the entire time I was sitting here going, I was like, "What's this leading into? What's this leading into?" But you, you, you su- genuinely surprised me, sir. I, I went into it with not really low expectations, but. No expectations, <laughs> and you genuinely surprised where, me. I, where, I liked it, man. So where'd you pull that from with the sheep and all that? I don't know. Dude. <laughs> I was gonna say because the only lead-in you gave us was you're walking your dog rusty. Yeah, yeah. Rusty sparked shears. this whole thing. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I was thinking that dog is his muse. Something rusty to murder somebody with, and then I was just like. Fucking sheep shears. I was, I was honestly expecting like killer dog or like uh, dog runs across something kind no. of thing. That, that's where I thought this was going. No, it was literally just like, all right, what's around me? My dog, Rusty. All right, sweet. Um, I think they were probably landscaping that day, so there was some guy with some shears or some <laughs> shit, and I was like, huh, shears? What do you shear with sheep? All right, we're on to something here. <laughs> <laughs> just like that. Well, I actually kind of rounded out with this little bit more spooky thing. Uh, David, uh, you've actually been a lot, what we mentioned at the beginning of the show, you've been doing a lot more Twitch streams. And yeah. uh, one of the games you've been playing lately, you've been going through a thing like, what, for the past week or a few weeks where you, you're uh, doing the costume? the whole month of October. Whole month, yeah. okay. Yeah. So it's like every time you wind up hopping on, you're doing like a new costume character in yeah. the uh, gameplay you're doing. So what, what's been going on with that? Uh, I've been playing Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, more specifically Red Dead Online. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of different clothing options in the game. And I just I've challenged myself to make a different costume every day. Hell yeah. So I just dress my guy up totally different, give him different hairstyles, facial hair. How often do you stream? Um, I stream probably about four to five times a week. I was gonna say I always see you on yeah. where it's like I always see you talking about it and everything, but it's just I've not it's one of those situations where I see you're on and it's uh-huh. never a point where I can actually watch. Yeah. And if I'm watching a video game streamer, I wanna actually be able to sit and watch, not yeah. just listen, because it's like as good of a streamer is, there's gonna be moments where you're not talking the entire time. Yep. So it's like eventually all I'm gonna hear is you wanna see the gameplay and everything move forward exactly because it's like that's part of the joy of watching a streamer or a youtuber is actually seeing them play the game yeah and i haven't been playing as much of that on stream lately i've been doing you know halloween's around the corner but i want to see horror games mm-hmm. so you know i did blair witch i actually did blair witch back in september yeah 
and did the new Ghostbusters game, which is actually just a remaster of the one from like 10, 11 years ago. Oh, word. They okay. remastered that. Um, some Outlast, played Wick. Is the uh, Friday the 13th game still popular and all that? It is, but it isn't. They they got caught up in the whole thing with the studios. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With the I've studios arguing over who owns the rights to the franchise and everything. Right. So the video game kind of got halted there and got it. killed its momentum. It is free currently on Xbox. Oh, word. Huh, I didn't know that was actually free. Yeah, it's one of their deals for the month. It's a free game. Oh, okay, so it's yeah. just temporarily free. Yeah, I thought temporary free. Got it, guys. So I was going to say that I must be thinking of two separate games because the one I was thinking of was like a major release that like costed a good bit of money. Yeah. That's cool, though, man. Because I was going to say, I know that uh, we've actually picked up a few different listeners recently that uh, are into streaming and stuff like that. So what was the uh, handle again for you? It's uh, twitch.tv slash spooky David. Look at you. You, <laughs> you. You're getting all up in that promo game. Yeah. And plus, uh, and it seems like you slowed down a little bit, but uh, are you still doing the uh, artwork commissions and such? I'm doing artwork commissions. I just haven't had a lot coming in lately for that yeah. and been focusing on the streaming. Yeah. So I'm just doing the streaming for fun. I mean, it is monetized, mm-hmm. but I just enjoy the community, meeting people, people that like the same games, and right. just always have somebody to play with because you're going to meet somebody whether you're in a channel watching or people come to your channel. You're always going to have somebody to play with. Oh, yeah. And it also seems because it's like, I'm not huge and all that. I'm more on YouTube, but it's like from the little bit of times I do stream Twitch, it seems like they're pretty good at showing genuinely people that are playing, even yeah. like little indie people. It's like it doesn't seem like they bury the newcomers. Where it's yeah. like if you're looking for a specific game or a specific style, it's like everyone gets mixed in, and sometimes it's even harder to find the larger guys yeah. because you're having to do a name search and they're not immediately popping up in like recommendations. And yeah, such. and everything's broke down by category. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Twitch, it used to be all games, but now they have art channels. They got movie channels. Well, not movie channels, but people talking about movies, like podcast-type stuff. Right? Original programming and shit like that. Yeah, I mean, there's one channel that actually does show movies mm-hmm. and original programming all day. That's all it does. Hmm. There's wrestling on Twitch. You can go in there and watch live wrestling. Wow. Uh, there's Impact, you know, used to be TNA. They actually yeah. have a Twitch channel playing reruns all day, every day. I didn't realize Twitch was taken off like this. Yeah. Um, let's see, there's art, there's music. You have people like DJs or bands practicing or playing on Twitch. Yeah. I think there's even like comedy. There's even stuff, people just sitting around talking. People stay stuff. It's like a conversation or type stuff in or respond to it. Hmm. There's no gameplay or any kind of structure to it. It's just, it's that literally called Just Chatting is the category name. Wow, see, see, that's a completely different Twitch than what I'm yeah. used to. Cause I'm, yeah. We briefly talked about it earlier, but it's like I'm used to the Twitch that's like, if you're not showing gameplay footage, you're getting kicked. Yeah, people try to pause the game and just talk for hours, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now they have legitimate sections just for that. Yeah, because uh, one of the YouTubers I used to watch, they've disbanded now, but the creatures, they would they would try to do their creature talk podcast through uh-huh. Twitch so that they could interact with people during the stream. Yeah. And they were only able to do that a handful of times but then someone wound up reporting because they were like always putting it as like playing a certain game like yeah. the title. But it's like the people on Twitter and everything knew. It's like if they go live saying that they're playing this game that yeah. means they're actually doing a stream. If they go live saying they're playing this game they might be doing something different. But yeah, they eventually got shut down on it and like their whole channel got banned for like a good while just because they were doing a live stream of just talking so it's like i i think that kind of kept me from really delving into twitch much because i'm sitting here going i'm like because that was also in the earlier days of like people would upload 50 parts of a gameplay yeah. on youtube so i'm like i'm just fucking watch it there it's cut up in enough segments for me i don't want to sit yeah. down and watch an hour of this now people upload hours of it, and we sit here and watch hours yeah. of it. So it's almost like just it's the viewing habits have even changed a lot, even in the past year. That's crazy. 
Nine on. I know YouTube used to have uh, used to have its um, YouTube personalities that would do uh, what Twitch does with mm-hmm. the people playing video games and stuff like that. So what did uh, how is Twitch catching on this quickly as opposed to YouTube? That's been like you know around forever. Um, Twitch has been around for several years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been it's around just, for a good while. And YouTube's mostly been just pre-recorded videos, and they're kind of they kind of came gotcha. at the same same time. You know, as far as offering live streaming for gameplay. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft has their mixer service. And there's a couple others, Twitch, Microsoft, and YouTube, probably the, big, the three big ones right now. Right. Okay. Yeah, and essentially, like, the main difference is on that, say, like, YouTube, like we were saying, that's a lot of pre-recorded content. They would record, like, a few hours of content, and that's back when on YouTube you could only upload, like, 10 to 15 minutes of right. content, depending on your channel. They would cut it up into 10 to 15-minute segments and upload one a day. So it's like if they record a few hours of content, that's like a week or two worth of stuff, mm-hmm. and... If they do that multiple times a week, they've got months of content to upload. So it's like, you just do work for a couple weeks, splice up that stuff, you've got content for months. And just kind of monetize on the ads. And, exactly, and that yep. was like old YouTube. And then there'd be other people like Markiplier or um, Jacksepticeye or fucking PewDiePie, that's the other guy I was yeah. trying to think of. They would hop on Twitch <coughs> and do like the super long live streams where instead of the videos getting chopped up, you could just watch them play the in thing. real time and they could look over, chat with people, you know, and start playing again. So it's just two very different markets. Thanks. Gotcha, gotcha. Real time. There's no real time on YouTube, but it's just well, there, is now. there, there is, is now. There is now. But, then but at, the time, okay. at the yeah. time, there wasn't. So is there competition now with uh, Twitch and YouTube as far as that? Um, not necessarily with YouTube. I know Twitch and Mixer kind of yeah. have it. I don't. Yeah, Mixer's a new Mixer. one. Okay. Yeah, Mixer's the one by Microsoft. So they're like se- several promotions and or companies now. I'm in wrestling mode. Promotions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Twitch, Twitch, and uh, Mixer are the two main ones. A couple yeah. of the big, huge, mega names from Twitch have recently moved over to Mixer. Interesting. So it's kind of a Mixer's offered like big, lucrative contracts mm-hmm. for these guys. So yeah, yeah, it's about like a wrestling promotion. Yeah, they <laughs> bring them over there and like, hey, you can come here and watch this guy. Because it all ties back into like those digital sports championships too, and I mean, yep. they, people take that shit just as seriously as any major league game. Yeah, mean, interesting. And, and even the climate of that's changed in the past year or two. It yeah. used to be a lot more like giggle worthy, like oh, a bunch of video game nerds getting together to see their high scores on World of Warcraft. Yeah. Now there's like multiple thousand dollar grand prizes. I would say where Twitch has contracts. Yeah. Contracts and like literal sponsors of like game developers like sponsoring individual game players. I mean, it's become a thing. Yeah. It's ridiculous. That's fascinating. Twitch stream is brought to you by Kickstart Mountain Dew. Yeah, actually, I was watching a stream the other night, and it's popping up a bunch of sponsor logos throughout the whole broadcast. Yeah, I mean, big name companies are hopping on this video game championship stuff. Sounds like it gets all the business, so why not? And the funny thing is, is it's been around forever. Even Nintendo did that shit with the NES. They would yeah. have speed runs of the original Super Mario levels. Well, they had comp- uh, video game competitions like since Donkey Kong era anyway, Absolutely, right? Absolutely, yeah. So it's like it's nothing new. It's just it's being done in such a way now as people are looking at it like a sport yeah. instead of just a hobby where you get a high score somewhere and you get to have bragging rights. Now it's like you get money and like commercial deals and like any basically what a wrestler would get for being a new superstar i fucked up uh not quite playing video games for (laughs) 10 years (laughs) i know isn't that like the biggest fuck you to all the parents going you need to quit playing video games you're not going to be able to make a living playing video games fast forward 10 years later all these kids literally making a living playing video games exactly (laughs) now i'm fascinated i'm about to go down that youtube rabbit hole some (laughs) 
world about Twitch. <laughs> a year from now, Cap is like trying to be like the most <laughs> uber fucking YouTuber so late to the game. He's like doing all the face cams up. What's up, everybody? Oh, this I is Captain not- Nun coming at you now with another uh, with another I- fucking uh, drama draft. alert update. If Did ever- you see the new shit going on with Ninja? He went over to Mixer. He got rid of Twitch. I can't believe this. <laughs> is it going to be the end of the company? We'll have to see. If I ever become that guy, shoot me. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's Captain Nun. Uh, cringing so hard right now. <laughs> no, it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be like me, like being really bad at video games, and that's what draws the audience. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it's about your personality. You keep people watching. Just be me cursing the whole time. Oh yeah, that's why all those fucking girl streamers do so well. It's not because they're yeah. good at the fucking game. <laughs> that's why a lot of those are in just chatting. Yeah, <laughs> they at least know the lane. Just <laughs> me being just going like, fuck. <sighs> no, it's Tetris so hard. You make it into a joke too. I mean, they got it on my channel now. Somebody talked me into putting as a command when I die. If people type exclamation point RIP, it has a counter for how many times I've died since they've been watching. Oh, that's cool though. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> no, that's and, funny. and exactly like you said, a lot of times people just tune in for the personality. It's yeah. like if you can make people laugh while you're playing, regardless if you're good or bad, or if you're genuinely engaged with people asking questions and have meaningful conversation, they'll stick around. It's 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 literally no different than like you're at a bar. And you're hearing a cool conversation or you wind up hanging around someone and you just wind up sticking around. It's like, they're cool, so you want to hang out with this guy. But as soon as they start, you know, they're not interesting or not talking about stuff you want to hear, you just kind of float around, find another group of people you want to hang around. It's kind of the same thing in a digital world where it's like, okay, I want to watch someone play in Fortnite. Okay, there's going to be 40 streamers playing Fortnite. What makes you different? You know, so it's that like I'm really bad at it. <laughs> well, it, good, good at it, bad at it, whatever. It's like it all has to do with your personality. Either you're, if you're someone that takes it super, super serious, knows all the lingo, and is you know calling out stats and you know like OP killing everyone. It's like that's a certain kind of guy. Another one is the noob, where he hops yeah. in. It's like I've never played this before. Let's see what happens. Sometimes people want to tune in just to see if he's going to rage or, you know, if he winds up being good at it. You know, there's so many different kind of elements to it. All right, sweet. I'm going to start a Twitch profile and play nothing but Sonic the Hedgehog. (laughs) I mean, there are people that do that kind of stuff. People that only do speedruns on retro games and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a niche for everything. Same thing with podcasting. Any topic you can think of, there's a podcast for. And Twitch seems to cover the spectrum of, like, show business in this era anyway, too. Especially current day Twitch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe four years ago different landscape but like over the past three to four years they've really changed stuff up and it's it's become more of a I think what nudged it was so many other things offering live streaming mm-hmm. stuff like Periscope Facebook Live Instagram Live yeah. so many yeah. other outlets were coming out where there weren't those restrictions of it had to be gameplay and all of a sudden, people are hosting their podcasts live on Facebook, or yeah. they are hell. The job we used to work, we would have chit chats through Periscope, yep. you know, because of you know uh, we worked at a vape shop, and you know Facebook and Instagram would kind of frown on vaping stuff, but Periscope didn't give a shit, right? So that's where a lot of the vaping crowd went. So, so just like live streaming is just fi- slowly finding its niche. Exactly, as as technology means- finally got to a place where phones were reliable enough, internet connections were strong enough, and video quality was good enough to where 
anyone can live stream and now. A- yeah. And people in AEW cut live promos through Instagram Live and shit like that, too. Yep. Exactly. So I think with just a lot more of these platforms offering these live options, Twitch and other places went, oh, well, we do have a risk of losing a lot of our viewership because these fuckers have Patreons. These fuckers have PayPal accounts. They can get money. They don't have yeah. to have us. They can set up tip jars of their own. Right. <laughs> so it's like... They, it was almost one of those adapter die scenarios, but I, they leveraged themselves in such a way to where since they adapted, I don't think they're going to want to. So now it's paying anymore. off a little bit. Yeah. And plus, there's always the fucking adpocalypse scares on YouTube. And every time that happens, <laughs> a drove of people fucking go to Twitch. So yeah. it's like every time YouTube fucks a little something up, Twitch just gets bigger. Interesting, because YouTube will have like little fucky moments like that a lot. Yeah, and it happens a lot. <laughs> and it, and it feels like with Twitch, it doesn't happen quite as much. The ads, or just like the messing with the way content is shown or whatever. Because yeah, I know I like mean, on YouTube, they mess with the algorithms a lot, and it's mm-hmm. like that's why you'll see like a bunch of like unboxing videos are real popular for a minute, yeah. and then prank videos are real big for a minute, and it all has to do with the yeah, way Twitch they're pushing is the algorithm. Pretty straightforward. Whatever game you're in a mood for. You just go to that directory. Yeah. If you want to watch Red Dead, you want to watch Fortnite, you type in Fortnite, and it shows you all the different streamers on Fortnite. And yeah. Just kind of browse around. You want to go to a big streamer, you want to go to a smaller streamer, support them. What do you mm-hmm. want to do? Um, it's all straightforward yeah. for the most part. Yeah, so I'm, I don't know. That I, There's so many of those little things I would love getting into, but it's yeah. just like... I'm one of those people, same thing with the podcast, and one of the reasons I even put that off for so long is I knew once I started doing it, I wouldn't want to stop. Yeah. So it's like, I hate taking something on just to later abandon it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's like, I, I've seen myself doing that with Twitch or any sort of live streaming or anything like that. It's like, I feel like I'd be in it good for like a week. Then after that, I'd be like, well, I'll put it off today. I'll put it off today and then just never fucking get back to it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we could do so much. It's like, it's hard to start up something new anyway. Yeah. Well, man, I definitely do hope that because, I mean... That there's always that shaky ground of you know people doing that sort of stuff on their own to you know bring in a little income, but I've known you long enough to know this. Like you've always got your head on straight, you've still got yeah. your nine to five, but it's like I really do hope that winds up paying off for you because I yeah. think you do have a good personality for it. I really do. Thank you. Hell yeah, definitely. Well, we got a little bit of promo on that. We don't really have that many shows. We got one more coming up uh, in November with Van Huskins and Queen City Rejects at yep. Freeman's Pub. But outside of that, we don't have much more housekeeping. Buy our new record, goddammit. Yeah, really. <laughs> Pre-orders are online at thefillins.com uh, slash store. Yes. Uh, buy 30 of them bitches. <laughs> Every one of them's going to be a different color. You don't know what you're going to get. Oh, Rusty <laughs> needs some treats. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess it's time to dig on into that Spotify playlist and figure out... What the hell we been listening to? What you listening to, son? I don't think you like it. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. (laughs) Where did you record this? I bought it at the mall. What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. Well, Mikey, since you don't even have your phone pulled out, what the hell you been listening to? I've been listening to this dude out of Connecticut named Chris Webby. Uh, uh, I, I did not think that's where you were going with the way you were saying it. I thought yeah. you were going to say fucking uh, Spider-Man whip my ass. Wesley Spider-Man whip my ass. Wesley Willis. Oh, yeah. oh R.I.P. <laughs> I mean, I guess we, we have been listening to Wesley Willis. You have been listening to Wesley Willis and making us listen to it. Do you know about that, David? No. Oh, oh man. I'll have to, man. We'll have to show you Play it at the end of the episode. No. <laughs> no. <It's not. laughs> Look it up yourself if you want to know. All right. 
He is on every platform. <laughs> what have you been listening to, Mikey? Tell us a little no, more about it. No, fuck that. Go listen to Wesley Wills. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your genuine recommendation. Yep, hell yeah. <laughs> Any specific song title? Um, either suck my dog's dick or <laughs> I whoop Spider-Man's ass. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Well, not here first, but <laughs> you heard it here. You heard it. <laughs> Biggest pop he's gotten in years. <laughs> Cap, what you been listening to? I've been listening to a lot of C.J. Ramon uh, this week, particularly mm-hmm. American Beauty. That's probably my favorite solo record he's got right now. Yeah. So he's done, like, what, four at this point? Yeah. I don't know. I think uh, just... The back to back before the lights go out and uh, or uh, you never make me believe in before the lights go out is probably my favorite part of the record too. Really, been going back and forth on those a lot. I think th- I think those are in the playlist, aren't they? I think so. You will not find Mikey's recommendation. In the playlist. <laughs> <laughs> well, David, what the hell you been listening to? Uh, with it being October, I've been listening to a lot of like horror movie soundtracks, mm-hmm. stuff from spooky TV shows. Uh, been building a playlist just to play over. When I game, sometimes I have right. some music playing. It's kind of hard though because I am doing console streaming, so I can't put the music directly into the stream. They're hearing it from a speaker oh, outside my microphone, it. Okay. so directly fed into there. So I don't do it often, but um, just a little Halloween songs that we knew as kids, or like the Goosebumps theme song, mm-hmm. Tales from the Crypt, Terror Times on the list. Yeah, People yeah. love that one on there. I was gonna say. You need to show me the playlist because I was gonna, I was gonna semi bring that up because I watch that shit like hardcore for like Spotify analytics uh-huh. and there's a few people and and it was definitely before you but there's a few streamer playlists uh-huh. that our version of Terror Time is in and that's what gets a lot of plays yep. is in yeah. those streamer playlists huh all right yeah so I found that pretty so I was gonna ask about that that's yeah. really cool though man thank you <laughs> nice. Everybody immediately hears like Scooby Doo. Like, you guys a quick plug and, yeah. and well, the fun thing on that is like that we so leveraged ourselves well because that's like the only decent, like not to pat ourselves on the back, but only decent version of it on there. The rest of it sounds like karaoke versions, but like that's the only like legit band version that's on there. So it's like we leveraged ourselves well on that one. Yeah, I'll take <laughs> and, that all day. And because I hadn't done it in a few years, I'll say this now: when it first got on YouTube. I actually changed the title to where it didn't say anything about the fill-ins. It was just Scooby-Doo Terror Time. Just to get people to fucking click on it. Yeah. Just to see if it would pop. Never got any hate for it. So yeah. I hadn't done it in a few years because it's gotten a lot of views since then. That's because I was tricking the analytics. But yeah. <laughs> And it also I worked like because it. I was using clips of the show. So Warner Brothers copyrighted it. Or copyrighted it to the point where it could still show up. But I couldn't uh-huh. monetize it. Yeah. So it's like... It was even getting closely recommended to the official video because of the copyright strike. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it was really working in my favor for a minute. <laughs> yeah. That's all. T- that's just good timing. Oh yeah. That's, yeah, that's another thing about playing music on streams is the the vods, the videos on demand after the fact. A lot of them will get muted with what music you play. See, that sucks. That to me is yeah. really dumb, and especially because I'll even take this like from a band standpoint. If you upload one of our tunes on YouTube, it mm-hmm. will get hit, but it won't get taken down or muted. Yeah. All that happens is if you've got an ad on it, if you get a fraction of a penny, we get a fraction of a penny. Mm-hmm. That's all that means. So it's like, I really can't stand the companies that will just completely shut down a video for yeah. it. It's like, these people aren't making a lot on it anyway, and neither are the bands. Yeah. So it's not that big a fucking deal. Mm-hmm. So only- here's 20 bucks that we owe you for like five years of it being on our on your platform. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. and like people were freaking out like when we released our cover of Strutter. 
People are like, oh, Gene and Paul are going to be coming after your ass. I'm like, no, we're not that popular. And B, even if they did and tried to take us to court, we would show them the minuscule downloads (laughs) and be like, here's your $5, dudes. It's like, it's not that big a fucking deal. And if they send you a message going, take it down, guess what? You just take it down and just re-upload it later. (laughs) It doesn't fucking matter. (laughs) You still got to pay a pay through CD baby and all that anyway, right? Yeah, I mean, I covered it. But it's like, at the same time, even if we didn't cover it, it's like, and literally, I've not seen any different in our revenue, but it's like, yeah. but apparently Gene and Paul are still getting their cut. It looks exactly the same on our minuscule. So we're not fucking, doing anything wrong. <laughs> no, it's like literally over the past few years, I think that song's gained us like $4. Yeah. So it's like, so fucking what? <laughs> I'm just glad people are listening to it. I don't give a shit. Just don't mute people's videos. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucked up. No, and kind of working on yours. I've actually been listening to a lot of Halloween stuff, like uh, the damn Phantasmagora. That's not on Spotify anymore, so I can't use that, but I've got it on vinyl. So we were listening to that, decorating up the house uh, of Halloween last week, so that was fun. But one of the few I've started listening to that hadn't in a minute, and it goes into my pickiness over music. The reason I hadn't listened to it in a minute is because Spotify is really weird. Sometimes they can have duplicates of albums, but they'll uh-huh. hide them. Oh, shit. And with this particular band, they released a different version of the album that Uh I'm not as much of a fan of, but that's the main one you see when you go to their page. You can't find the other version. Ah. You can only find it if you go to the desktop version. There's a little tab that says, see secondary release. If you tap Mm -hmm. that, it shows up the different one. So I had to drag and drop that to a playlist, so I'm finally able to listen to the legit version. But the latest record from uh, the Svetlanas. Nice. Uh, awesome band from i think what um russia russia and they're actually like banned from russia because they're like super anti-putin and everything and yeah. like even one of their ep covers is like oh, putin <laughs> and gene, gene simmons, simmons makeup, makeup. <laughs> they're a pretty badass band too though oh, yeah and, uh, the basis for this album is nick oliveri who was in queens of the stone age for a minute and he uh-huh. also plays in the dwarves and uh, he does a lot of background vocals on this and just the record had a lot more guitar harmonies and riffage in it than some of their earlier stuff but it's just like straight punch you in the face like angry punk rock it's just nice. it, it's very much cut from the same cloth of like any scene dwarves germs you know just that fast paced fuck yeah. you up kind of punk and if you see them live you'll get this angry little Russian gnome just <laughs> yes. all up in your face oh my gosh Scr- yeah, said too. scrawny as hell and an absolute sweetheart off stage. Like yep. we, we talked with her a good bit. They came to America and they toured with Annie Scene for a minute. And uh, they came to the Milestone and just talked with her after the show. Absolute sweetheart. But oh my God, once when she gets on stage, yep. those eyes yeah, are like dude. huge. And she, she reminds me of an angry goose. It's like, it's like, it's, you know the way it's just like a goose will fucking chase you with like her neck out some. That's yeah. like that's like her stage kind of things. It's like she's she's. Very much just kind of giving us some of that. And it's like, it's very aggressive. You don't want to fuck with her. But it's like, that's the vibe that she gives off. And it's just, she's awesome, though. But some of my favorite tracks on the record, though, um, Let's Get Drunk is really fun. But uh, Vodka Roll. Yeah. That, that to me, is just, it's the epitome of just a great punk song. It's about mid-tempo, but it's got a good little guitar riff in it. Catchy lyrics. It's just fucking awesome. And thankfully... That one is the same on both versions, so folks can go listen to that and not care. It has uh, their version of Speed Freak on there, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, but I don't think that's... Um, is that a cover? It's or, Motorhead's on, yeah. I was going to say, because uh, there's there's, that's a one of them that's different on the other version. They right. remixed it, and it sounds odd. So, yeah. I don't think I've heard that one, but yeah, it's solid a choice. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if you want some fast, aggressive, angry punk rock, go listen to that. 
But no, this has been a pretty fun episode. It was a little hard to stay strictly spooky, but I mean, this is something that <laughs> podcast shit happens. I like to go off the rails and talk about aliens and shit. And David, I'm really glad to have you back again. Oh, yeah. Third, second, whatever time. But uh, we'll definitely have to make it a little bit more regular, especially because... Yep. Um, it's definitely thinking some more fun topics. We're kind of honing in. We've had so many different people on throughout the years that it's kind of like we're kind of honing in, figuring out who our best guests were and everything else. And sitting with you, you always wind up giving us some good little comments and everything, yeah. especially with your little, is bad. <laughs> that was, I had fun. That was a great day. So thank you so much for coming in, man. Great, definitely. Well, thanks for having me. Of course. And check them out on Twitch. Mikey. Thank you for coming out and doing your Jeez. shit as always. Writing us a good story. <laughs> and Cap, do you have a fucking outro for us? Uh, yes, Dolomite is, uh, Dolomite is my name. <laughs> it's a fucking badass movie. Check it out. It's easy for you to say. I know it. <laughs>
I'm just going to review movies at the end. <laughs> All right, Mike. You've, oh, while well, you're walking in there. What's the fucker's name again? Oh, Wesley Willis. Wesley Willis. What? <laughs> Show you this horseshit. <laughs> this has been another amazing production from the Cult of Dave Podcast Network. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it.